ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Oh, look at my front butt.
do to introduce the guest? Well, there there was a certain musical cue, wasn't there, I think? I think so. Steve's Video Store. Swing. Of the week. Just okay. when we think we're back out, Florida man pulls us in again. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. What have we got? Oh, the first one, this guy was a fugitive down in Pensacola trying to hide from the co-ops. But he figured out a way to hide from the cops. It's real good. Okay. He put... Uh, his name and his I doesn't live here on a whiteboard, <laughs> and put it outside of the house where he was dwelling. So do you think the police went? Well, hell, since what signs there, he must not be there. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! That's insane. Yeah. Carl it was not just a giant whiteboard with, I'm going to use my name, Steve Ronquillo doesn't live here. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought that the cops would not suspect that he was because why would a light bo- whiteboard lie? <laughs> True. <laughs> Good Lord. But shockingly, the cops went in that house first thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, and here's another one. Uh, neighbors call cops over a man on their sidewalk in a banana suit pissing on the sidewalk. He's in a banana suit and he didn't have something to uh, cover his banana? I don't know, but like I said, he was walking down the street in a banana suit, pissing on the sidewalk. Jesus. <laughs> well, you know what? I was actually, before I left New York, I was on the subway. There was a homeless guy sleeping on the on on, on the bench, and, and he just whipped out his deck and went to the bathroom right in the car. Yeah, but he wasn't wearing a banana suit, so... No, he wasn't wearing a banana suit, that's for sure. (laughs) Lord. Uh, You can go to YouTube and look up the year's dumbest criminals, and not only, Carl, will you get the verification, you'll get pictures of what the idiots did. (laughs) Good Lord. Fucking (laughs) A. Yeah. But nothing will ever be your top one. Oh, no, no, never, ever. Nothing will Um, ever top Amish porn. Absolutely. Best one I ever had, by far. And I had some other good ones, too. Yeah, we had to bury Keith out back after that one because you killed him. (laughs) 
And there is Amish porn, just so everyone knows. We are not kidding on that. And there well, is Rule property. 32, everyone knows Rule 32. Yeah. I thought it was 34, but it doesn't matter. Rule yeah, 34. If, if it's not yeah, Rule 34. masturbating to it. Yeah, no matter what, someone somewhere is getting off to it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, we got two, and we'll probably bring, be bringing that back more now that we can get video verification on these idiots. Yeah, that that's really difficult um, back in the day because I had to do a lot of research to see which was fake and which wasn't, right? Now, send me the link yeah, to that. you I'm never know when up. someone would prank with real fake news. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing we should talk about the swing. Uh, there is a, uh, a Facebook group called Swing Central. And and uh, back in the day, it was very active with these uh, with these news stories. We sort of let it go. But now I'm going to go back and let everyone know it should be news stories. And come on, guys, give us news stories. Yeah, you can go on YouTube and find them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the last one is this guy in Florida. Yes, Florida man again. Was tired of his job, uh, which was uh, carrying uh, prisoners from the court to prison. So he stopped the bus, pulled the gun on his co-driver and kicked him off the bus and just started driving down the road. With the prisoners. Okay. Interesting. It was like a, uh, like a, about 10, imagine this, a 10 to 20, 10 car police chase for him in this prison bus. And the criminals were like, hey, we didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't unrestrain him or anything. They were still handcuffed on the bus with this idiot who was just sick of his job taking over and just said, Fuck this, I'm going to take you over. Jesus. I'm fucking real. Seriously. <laughs> And hopefully we can get this from a bonfire from this little match thing to a bonfire like it was because, God dang, we had it. That used to be good. Well, we're going to do that again. I'm going to make that a point. Now that I'm um, I'm still in transition for moving, but once I get settled, which will only be a couple of weeks, we're going to work on that big time. We're going to bring back the swing. And what was it we just talked about, Carl? It was... <laughs> the swing. The swing. Show <laughs> Now, I do have one thing to say. 
for 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 people who are listening to that for the first time, uh, that's <clears throat> a slight snippet of music from Frank Zappa called Bogus Pomp. Now I remember when I when we first were doing the swing, we we're coming up with this. Uh, I could be like two or three, and both of us said that's the one. Remember well, that? Well, no, this was always your baby. Mm-hmm. But I always I always gave it to you to listen to too first. Yeah. yeah, we always compared stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm 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 all for that. It's been a while. <laughs> and now, folks, for this part of the show, Carl is going to sing a song dedicated to his thing. He's going to tell you a story, and it's going to be true. It's about those damned old. New York to Dash, New York to Memphis Blues. <laughs> so, Stockland, um, who's part of my group, was in New York with his uh, fiancée. They got married uh, in Central Park. And after they were on the carriage ride, I got a phone call from my landlord saying he had to turn off the water. Because there, uh, uh, something was wrong. And I said, okay, thanks for telling me. Got home, the water was off. The next day, the electric went off. And then he wouldn't answer any fucking calls. Well, we found out that the building where it was in was in foreclosure. And then it was uh, because he had shut off everything. It was condemned. And suddenly it's like, what the fuck do I do? So um, I went and talked to Rachel, who is my co-host, and she's in Memphis. And um, they said, come down. So that's exactly what I did. So I had to finish my church job up there, which I did on the 17th of of December. Uh, And then uh, we went from there to Memphis. and, And we're still in transition here. I'm staying with them. But starting next week, I'll be looking for an apartment, and I will be part of – I will be a Memphian, I, th- I guess is what you call it. I've asked people. A, Memphi- I, a transplant, Tennessee transplant. Yep. And that I'm, means I'm, you'll you know, be up there with – that means you're going to be the same as Dusty Springfield, uh, nice. Jack White. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and uh, so really looking forward to it. One of the nice things for me, to be honest, is that <clears throat> Rachel and Jeremy and their family have just embraced me, and it's like I have a new family. And it's a wonderful thing, and, and it's a good move. And that dog definitely embraced you as soon as you got there. He's like, yeah, your lap's mine, bitch. <laughs> exactly. That's Sally. That's one of five dogs, and they have two cats also. It's a little chaotic for me. I'm not used to that, but it's a good chaos. And I'm I'm really enjoying myself, and I really thank Rachel and Jeremy and their family for opening up their place to me. And then starting next week after New Year's, uh, I'm going to be in in finding apartment modes. And one of the reasons for this. Yes, I probably did adopt me. Oh, yes. How about Uncle Carl, though? <laughs> that was Rachel, by the way. Uh, 
But, but yeah, I mean, one of the reasons uh, I was paying $800 for a room in this shitty house, I can get a one-bedroom apartment down here between six and 700 And get this. And one bathroom. Mm-hmm. All to myself. But get this, too. Um, so I was paying $15 for a pack of cigarettes. You know what I bought a carton for? We actually went down to Mississippi today. A carton of cigarettes, 10 packs for less than 40 bucks. Uh, yeah. Oh, and how do you like that that scumbag who instituted that tax is in a world of shit and in bankruptcy? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Good old, good old Giuliani. Giuliani. Yeah, Carl's like, I can't leave fucking New York to Giuliani's fucked. Yep. And then this and big... He is. Yeah, oh, he's so fucked. Yep. And so that's that's basically the, the, the Memphis uh, thing. Of course, we did a show uh, last week uh, on... Um, you know, all all tunes about Memphis. And um, we've got other things planned, which we'll talk later. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, going to be – it looks like it's going to be a really good new year, and it's a really good change for me. So, yay, Memphis. Yeah. Well, my month starts back in – well, it starts all the way back in October. God dang, it's been a long time. And uh, I was in the hospital because they said, oh, we got to take some fluid off your stomach. And then all of a sudden, oh, don't worry. Yeah, we ain't going to do it. And uh, I was supposed to be with my mom. She's supposed to pick something up at the airport. And I was in the hospital bed. My mom was picking up this precious cargo at the airport. And then, boom, I got to actually meet Tracy for real for the first time. Nice. Yeah. Nervous as a a high school kid. Yeah, I'm sure. The first night at the fest, it opened with uh, Poltergeist, which scarily has aged well, but more on the... You can sympathize with the parents now at our age than you can with uh, the kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because they are a couple of adults trying to stay young and stay free while being responsible parents and homemakers and all that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then they had three shorts. Uh, the first one was fucking nuts. I mean, literally, that's the title of it, fucking nuts. And it's about a guy who meets a girl's parents, and she keeps trying to tell them that they're fucking nuts. Best line in there. Uh, everyone's parents are weird. No, hun. 
Look up the Oxford Dictionary. Yes. Look up the word nut and get the definition. Uh, okay. <laughs> nice. And then there's uh, Lenano, the lo-fi man, which you can catch on Arrow right now, which has the man, was directed by the man, the one and only Brian Lenano himself, father of William, the BFF girls, the devil's asshole. Hell, they got almost uh, they got almost all of his shorts on Arrow now under the Nano Connect collection. Mm-hmm. And then there's Clarence the Cancelled Skeleton, which you have to see to believe. And okay. it, that one had me and Tracy just dying on the floor, just. Rolling around because of certain jokes in it. Yeah, it's not particularly PC either. You might as well just say that. Oh, God, no. If you are uh, of a conservative-leaning disposition, it's going to piss you off. No. And that's a good thing, actually, I think. Yeah, and then we had the Grindhouse Grind Out, which was good. They had some good ones this year. Mm-hmm. My favorites so what, were the ones that Tiffany and Jameson Stallworth's son did. It was an anti-drug thing about killer weed, which means the weed comes to life. Imagine Blood Freak except with uh, the monster from, uh, like, Swamp Thing, like, monster. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. And the other good one was about, uh, he need. it was just called, I don't have to explain it much more, he needs pegging. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lord. And that ended the first night. We got, I let Tracy meet everybody. And then we went home. And then Saturday we went for the new, at, first was the Friday night. It was the new Adams Family movie, Where the Devil Roams. If you like their quirky sense of there, you're going to love it. It's good. They play like a traveling carny show in the 20s right after World War One, traveling around doing their like little music and magical act. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And next up was uh, Violet Butterfield. No, that was, yeah, that was there. Violet Butterfield. I'll let you see that one, didn't I? Violet Butterfield. No, I didn't see that one. For the dead. No, I I didn't see that one. 
Oh, you have to see it. It's like a Douglas Cirque film crossed with the zombies trying to find their place in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one guy comes up and he's like, I never was a happy man my whole life. I always want, you know, mm-hmm. about gays and transsexuals is good. And then we got Frogman, which is about this guy who's seen this Frogman as a kid, and he comes back to investigate it. And my favorite line from that movie, Frogman sucks! (laughs) It just has a guy run on there where they're filming and just goes, Frogman sucks! And then he runs off. (laughs) <laughs> nice Yeah And then we had a break And then we got Where Evil Roams Which I might have liked If the lead characters Didn't make so many goddamn stupid decisions yeah. It's like they're sitting there And there's like The smart thing to do And the dumbass thing to do of the time, they pick, he picks the dumbass thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just too long. I mean, it would have made a hell of a short. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead. Well, I, I was just saying, you know, there's so many movies like that. Where there's a term of a good idea, but they just stretch it out way too long. You know, John Wick 4. Right? Two, two hours yeah. and 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. And see who? 93 minutes. Yeah. Yep. 93 minutes. That's one thing that a lot of the filmmakers have forgotten. That's what we loved about our 80s action films. Mm-hmm. They were mean and lean. Yep. But You can go back to the 70s, too, in terms of uh, uh, particularly, uh, you know, drive-in films. Yeah, the car, the car mm-hmm. crash films once they kicked yeah. in. Yep. 90 minutes, but, 95 minutes. Yeah. But after that was uh, one of the, my favorites of the fest, uh, the Sacrifice Game, which is on Shudder, and it is good. You won't know where this bad boy's going. Okay. It's about two girls who are stuck behind in their private school for a winter's holiday and then they get invaded by this crew of four uh, killers. And then it goes in strange and weird directions. Okay. Sounds good. i got to see that. I haven't seen that yet. And then they had a secret movie. <laughs> Why I wanted Deer's ass for knowing the title. As soon as they said, the second movie ever shot on videotape, and, I'm, and 
Tracy will tell you, and look, she looked over, and I was turning pale and slightly shaking. She's like, what's mm-hmm. wrong? And I was like, no, it can't be. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went, dear God, no, it's boarding house. <laughs> and you won a prize, too. Yeah, Deer's butt bottle opener, which I've shown you. <laughs> yep. It's an actual beer bottle opener that you put on your wall that's shaped like a deer's ass. <laughs> so to get your uh, bottles of beverages open, you got to shove a bottle up a deer's ass. Nice. And Saturday, we didn't have many movies at the fest. It was mostly like shorts and stuff. And then I went outside and I said to this guy, is it true that if someone calls you at 3 a.m. telling you, don't worry, everything's all right, you're going to worry? And then this guy smiled at me and nodded. And that would be the what? And who would that be? That would be the one and only sweet guy, Fred Decker. I am so envious that you met Decker. I love Fred Decker. Love his. Oh God, yeah. He had. They had his top ten horror films, and he had to apologize for some of them. And I'm like, no. Because he had, let's see, the ones I can remember, The Haunting, mm-hmm. uh, The Incredible Shrinking Man, yep. uh, Alien, mm-hmm. uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, so you know. The original one, 57? Yeah. Well, if you watch Night of the Creeps you can, and Monster Squad, you can tell that when he gets full control, he wears his heart on his shoulder. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And then the podcast showed some weird scenes, some from the brain, uh, the shunting scene from Society. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, I forgot the movie on Friday. I'll talk about it in a second. We could talk over it. But, and something that you have to be seen to believe, which is a kung fu fight between an alien cat versus a Rottweiler. Animated? The cat suplexes. The Rottweiler. Nice. I'm talking oh, no, about like you know, seen the wrestler. I saw that. I saw that. Now I know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but what I yep. forgot, it was uh, before, after where evil dwells and before the sacrifice game on Friday. And it was uh, Black Mold. 
I love that movie. That was a good film. But here's a cravat, and Carl will talk about it because he knows more about it than I do. Do not watch it on Tubi. And why, Carl? Well, very simply because the the ads really interrupt the film. Uh, It's a slow burn, so you've got to... You got to go with it, and, and unfortunately, and it's claustrophobic. And it's very claustrophobic, and and the thing is, those interruptions by the, the uh, commercials not only interrupt the flow of the movie, but takes you out of the movie, and then you got to take some time to get back into it, and then suddenly there's another fucking commercial. You need to see that movie without commercials, without breaks, no question. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I was talking to the director after it. This mm-hmm. isn't a spoiler, and I said to him, I was jokingly calling Matt, and uh, I was like, I called the main guy. I was like, yeah, that's Ichabod right there. I kept calling him Ichabod, and he just looked at me like, you got it. Yeah. Because a guy who looks yep. just like uh, the Jeff Goldblum Ichabod Crane from the Sun Classics version of uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. By, by the way, if I can interrupt and just say I've had one of those things, too, where a director told me I got it. was um, We did a, a commentary watch with uh, Mark Pirro on... on um, well, what was it? No, not 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 Mark Pierre, Mark Manos, on Liquid Dreams, and I made some comments uh, where I saw a lot of Alice in Wonderland, particularly this character with the white rabbit, and he and he said, "You got it, you got it." You know, so mm-hmm. you know, watch your films, know know your your references, and you'll get it. Good for you, Stephen. That's great. But I didn't dig in too deep on what everything meant because. There's just certain films you don't want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you just go with it. Yep, agreed. Oh, yeah. And then we went out to the drive-in and got some great hamburgers uh, and stuff. And we walked around the... Uh, the little flea market they had there. And this little boy, Tracy made him happy as can be because he was trying to scare some people and he didn't work. So when Tracy seen him, when she jumped out, she jumped back. "Ah!" And he kept going around the rest of the night. I pointed at Tracy. I scared her. I got her. (laughs) I got her. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, one guy gave me a free postcard because I knew who uh, Jenkins Brown, no, Brown Jenkins was, who Brown Jenkins was. Who was Brown Jenkins? The rat in H.P. Lovecraft's uh, Dreams of the Witch House. Nice. Remember uh, Stuart Gordon's done an adaption, and they did a pretty decent adaption in uh, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities? Yeah, they did. 
And then the first movie of the first, uh, they had a short before the movies. It was of this girl who was looking for mushrooms. And it turned out the psychedelic mushrooms were L's. And they were pissed off that she grabbed one of them. So they got her and turned her into an elf and waited for the next stoner to come by and try to pick one. (laughs) Okay. And then they opened with Halloween 3. Nice. Yeah. And then they had a Monster Squad. They saved the best for last. I love Monster Squad. And then Fred Decker, you know. Fred yeah. Decker. Oh, and I did get confirmed that story that I told on an earlier show about Fred Decker's issues with the last third of Monster Squad. (laughs) Yep. You and that last third has one of the greatest lines of all time. Give me the amulet, you And then they put out the best where uh, Fred Decker just bragged on Tom Atkins, which was Night of the Creeps. Well, Atkins has said several times that's his favorite movie he's ever done. I mean, yeah. Atkins absolutely loves that film. And what's funny is... uh I asked uh, Fred, he was signing stuff, and I was like, uh, Tracy was talking to someone, and I said, no, Tracy is right by my side, and I said, Fred, which ending is it? She, He's like, I don't know, and he's like, I hope it's not ending one, and then I heard this dark, deep voice that comes from deep down in your bowels. I fucking... Hate ending one. <laughs> I jumped back. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I like ending two better. <laughs> oh, ending two is much better. Yeah. Much better. Spanky and alfalfa. Spanky. Spanky's. And don't forget this. <laughs> Boys run like screaming banshees. Banshees, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Such a great movie. Yeah. It plays a lot better now that they Fred got to add back the whole uh suicide angle with uh Fred with uh Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yeah. Yeah. A.K.A. Detective Cameron. Yeah. And then we went home, and that's when I was walking up the stairs, and my bottom of my soul flew out, and I fell down the stairs, and Tracy's like, we're not going. She's like, you sure you don't want to go? And I woke up, and my back went, no. I went, okay, we're not going. Aw. I know I missed the one that was uh, 
a suitable flesh that was written by Dennis Palloy, produced by Brian Usna, and it was supposed to be directed by Stuart Gordon before he died. Mm-hmm. Anson said, that's the only really great one I missed. Then he said, oh, and Videodrome is Videodrome. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Damn right, Videodrome is Videodrome. There ain't nothing like it. Yeah. She in Pittsburgh, Stephen. She in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They kill. They put people in jail down in Brazil. Who knows what they'll do to you in Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah. I love the Pittsburgh jokes in that. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I love the Adams Family film. Pretty much watched all three of them with Tracy. Uh, Sunday we watched uh, Hellbinder, which I we hadn't seen yet. Good. And then a couple of weeks later, we watched The Deeper You Dig. Which I did finally watch. That's that's really good. Oh, God, yeah. I love their quirky style. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know, the Adams Family is a mother a daughter and a father. The mother and father used to be GQ models, but now they make movies with their daughter and they have like a band. Mm -hmm. So you'll get like, in their movies, you'll get musical interludes out of freaking nowhere. Nice. Yeah. And then Tracy went home, and then I woke up three days later after day after that in the hospital where I'd had another, well, the doctor, my doctor, Nuilla, said he had never seen anyone as yellow as I was. Oh, Jesus Christ, Stephen. Good God. Yeah, and I was with the biggest bitch of the nurse of them all. I'm just glad you're you're still with us. I, I'm very worried about you, my friend. Seriously. Oh, don't worry. I got reason to live now. Yes, you do, actually. And that does help. Trust me. Yeah. I've got reasons, too. I agree. It's our groupie that's become my... I've become her groupie now. <laughs> Tracy... <laughs> But, yeah, after that, it was like I was out of the hospital for two, three weeks, and then, boom, car crash. Broke my uh, pinky from pretty much the lower part of it, and I had to cast on for about four or five weeks. My hand's still a little sore, and mom's still got a sore chest. God, God, you have gone through the fucking ringer this year. Good Lord, Yeah, you know what's missing? What? When they're in between my story beats, nar, 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 nar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, gotcha. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. I was in the hospital. Nar, 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 nar. No, 
Yep. Good Lord. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's that was a good cast as usual. Mm-hmm. Casey was surprised well, how easy it was to make friends in Tennessee. It's just like everybody's like, "Hey, I know you." Well, I yeah. tell you what, that weird Tennesseeness where they talk to you like they known you all your life, even if you hadn't met them. No, I've run into that already. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but I will tell you this, next year, 2024, I'm going to be in Memphis. We're coming to Knoxville for that. No question. You'll see. Uh, make that. sure to get your tickets in September. Those things, this year was sold the freak out. Nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm really glad. You know, we both we both went to uh, festivals at that time. My, I've I've already talked it on on my my yeah. Uh, you went TV to the Legion. short festival and you got to see. Uh... So so we had the um, the sock uh, the sock fest uh, fest here in New York. It was the first year in New York. It's an annual um, um, festival in, in L.A. Eric Eichelberger brought over films, and I got to meet a number of directors, Vincent Bonacore, uh, and that, and, and Schwartz. And I, now I was only there for three days out of the five. But one of the great things that I got to meet is um, if anyone knows who Joe Sarno is, Joe Sarno was one of the great. Uh, um, exploitation directors, and I got to meet and hang out with his wife. He's, he's since passed away, of course. But Peggy was just, I, I fell in love with that woman. And we're outside smoking cigarettes and, and, and talking porn, and it was just like, I'm in heaven. And, and really good people. Uh, uh, met William Hellfire, uh, and, and uh, just really, really nice guess. little festival. Oh, oh, and of course, one of our favorites was there. I actually went out to dinner with him, and that was Scooter. Scooter McCray. Scooter! And then Scooter, they 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 did um, um, they did his film. Uh, come on, help me with the title. Which one? one? Shatterdan. Shatterdan. No, Saturday. Was that and your so first that was time first... seeing it? Yeah, and I saw it on a big screen, motherfucker, in a restored... It was on video, but still, how much did it fry your brain? Oh, it did. Absolutely. I, he's wonderful. And, and, and by the way, I, I'm not... I don't know much about it, but it is known that he has now shot a new film. It will be coming out in 2024. It's in post-production right now, and they're editing it. And he got the biggest budget he's ever gotten. So I am really looking forward to it. What? Two dollars instead of one. No. No. You know what he told me? Two hundred and fifty thousand. God damn, that is big for him. Oh, that's huge for him. 
16 Tongues is good, too. Heck, any of Scooter McCrae's, which are available on Vinegar Syndrome uh, Blu-ray, get them. They're good. Oh, I, I agreed. They might agreed. offend and, you, but that's another reason why they're good. Well, I, I love Scooter. I mean, he, he's – and I'm going to miss him because we would get together occasionally. Um. And well, we'll have him back on the on, on the podcast, and I'll make sure you're on that, Stephen. Yeah. But it was a hoot to me to uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Fred Decker. Oh, absolutely. And. Uh, uh, Brian Lenano had a bunch, a stack of Blu-rays he run, and I was looking at one. I was like, "Oh man, you got that, you lucky dog!" And he's like, "Here, Tay, have it." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, I just go ahead. And he gave me the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray of The Defilers and A Taste of Honey of Swallow a Brine. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I still miss Dave. It was nice knowing he was in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to yep. all our friends who are still here, it's nice knowing you're in the world. Uh, Jeannie, Miss Annette. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rhonda Joe Petty. Yeah, Rhonda uh, Joe Petty. You know, and, and, and that, and Tom Byron, all of them, you know, Paul Johnson. Um, mm. Yeah, we, we're definitely connected to, to the early 70s porn group. And for that, I have to thank you because you're the one that did it, not me. Yeah, I think... I think they liked it. I wanted to talk to them and not talk about their burn. Mm-hmm. No, and that's that's the whole thing. We talk about the process. Uh, yeah. What was the one we did? Was it was it um, Eric Roberts or was it um, Howie? No, it was Howie. You know that that great line. You know, he's got a long thing and he can't get it up, and it's like. And Dick took the car keys and went home. He went home, yeah. God bless him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Only ones you wish we could have gotten, or you or me, was probably the clown prince himself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Bobby Astor, man. I would have fucking died. Bobby Astor. Bobby Astor. I love and him. Vicky's had a rough year, too, so I love to her. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the one problem with getting older. No, you got to, you know, getting older is not for wimps. I'm telling you. You know, and, and, and at this point, I should just mention, we've mentioned it on, on uh, Deviant Legion, but a very good friend of mine who was our music guru passed away, T.C. Clark, 
and he he just passed away a couple of weeks ago, and really feel bad about that, and I miss him terribly. Yeah. <clears throat> And Fred Gorey had a heart attack last week. Damn it, son! You're not supposed. You're not supposed to be gone. All of us ain't supposed to be dying and shit. Yeah. Well, you. You know, I mean, I'm continually worried about you, Stephen. So you know, and and, and me, I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent either. Yeah. You know, my stuff is minor, but still. Yeah. And yes, we're going to have the best and worst of the year. We're going to have Vicky on here. And I've already got my worst ready. Oh god. And and I've got uh, I've got a good list too. Um, yeah. You know, best and, and worst. Um And we'll have to see. Uh, um there's something that I'll announce at the end of the show that we're doing on Sunday because we're here coming over to our place. Along with Vicky and, and Rachel and myself, and we're doing a special show, and we'll explain that later. But that'll be nice to have all four of us on. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Oh, Lord. It's not been that good a year at the movies. I mean, there's been some good stuff come out, but mm-hmm. it just seems like all the blockbusters have been crap. Well, the Equalizer couple, 3 was good. It's not enough. To, I don't know if it's on my top 10 yet, but it's good. It plays more like a long version of the series more than the insane action film of 1 and 2. Okay. I just watched part of Saltburn. Uh, and I couldn't get through it. I'm going to try to get through it tonight. Uh, oh, uh, it, one of your favorites has a new one out, uh, Yorgos. Yeah, and I've got to see that. I have to see Yorgos' new film. Uh, Dan Kramer was, was is all for Saltburn, and I forget what Yorgos is. It's Poor Things, I think, is, is his film. Yeah. And he's very against Lathamos, and I'm I'm basically leaning the other way because I watched part of Sulper and it's kind of boring. It's one of those that's based on the big twist at the big at the end. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Iron Claw, even though it probably won't be the entire story, but. If they told the entire story of world class, that movie would be dark as midnight, dark as pitch. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, Nicholas Cage had a couple out. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I just saw the uh, uh, re- uh, uh, retirement plan. It was fun. Not not top ten material, but it was fun. You didn't rewrite, I think, in the third act. Unless you're a Ron Perlman fan, then you'll enjoy the holy crap out of it. Oh, yeah. Perlman just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Well, of course, he always knocks it out of the park with one hand tied behind his back. (laughs) Yeah, really. 
I also have to give a shout out to a film that sort of went under the radar, but I thought was fucking fantastic. Bottoms. And it, I know you haven't watched that yet, Stephen. You need to see Bottoms. No. Oh, that one just looks mean as hell in a good way. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's by the It's same. probably the best movie with lesbians starting a fight club so they can pick up on other girls <laughs> ever yeah. made. Well, it, it, um, the woman who made it also made a movie that came out like two or three years ago, which I fucking loved, and that was Siva Baby. And that's actually on Hula. I think it's still on Hula. You know, it's for but, starting to see follow-ups from the guys who did good two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. After the COVID and all this other stuff, we're starting to see that stuff leak out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and Reacher is still good, so watch Reacher Season 2. We'll do that. I might do that tonight after we're done. I've got the first three episodes in. I haven't seen episode. Yeah, we've seen episode four, and it's Thursday, so I'll probably go in there with Mom and uh, watch episode five mm-hmm. and see what surprises they have waiting for you because they have a big one in four that just made me go, ee. Oh, I know what it is. We're not going to give any spoilers. I know what it is, so. Yeah. And this is going to be the, the easiest one is the best film that I've seen last year for the first time after waiting a million, million years to watch it is The Hourglass Sanatorium. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Damn good film. We did a commentary watch on that. You should check it out. Yeah. That movie was just so good. <laughs> you can see where Terry Gilliam got a lot of his. Uh, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, more on the other one, which I haven't watched all the way. Uh, uh, Saragossa Manuscript. And of course, you know, uh, Czechoslovakia at that time, the other film, not not done by the same guy, but that's The Cremator. So check that one out, too. Yeah, it's nice that we're starting to get Czech and Polish sci-fi that we've been hearing so many years about, like Obli Da, mm-hmm. The End of the World. By the way... There is a animated series called The End of the World, mm-hmm. uh, not based on the Czech film, but um, it's actually top three TV shows for me this year. Cool. Uh, really interesting. Um, very simple animation. The basic story is that the Earth is going to end in seven months. And what do people do? Well, things they've, they always wanted to do and can't and it's about this this woman who is you know just living her life and yet everyone's going crazy and she just wants to have some stability 
Yeah, and God bless, but please, someone put out a good Blu-ray of last night. Please. Oh, yes. It's the only movie you're going to see David Cronenberg as as basically a a porn addict. Introverted wanker. Mm Mm-hmm. Introverted wanker. Yep. And it's a depra- it's a and it's not as depressing as you'd think about a movie about uh people who are living at the last day of uh life on this planet before an incident happens. Mm-hmm. Oh and speaking yeah. of post apocalyptic uh the Criterion Channel is knocking it out of the park next month. Post apocalyptic sci fi with some Great gems. Of course, there's the cars that ate Paris, but they got dead end drive-in. Yes. I love that movie. Yeah, Mad Max. And this one is the one that you need to see if you haven't seen it. And I hope Carl agrees with me. And that's The Quiet Earth. Yes. Yep, that one Agreed. is even less than a snow burn. It's a no dialogue for the first hour. Yeah, it's about an hour before you hear any dialogue at all. Sort of like the Noah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now you're the one that introduced me to that one. I had never even heard of it before you talked about it. Yeah, that one is good. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're doing the Uncle Ken collection, which y'all need to to catch up if you haven't, because it's going to have Mahler, uh, Savage Messiah, Horror, Salome's Last Dance, mm-hmm. The Rainbow, Gothic. Nice. What? Nice. Yeah. What movie is The Rainbow a prequel to that Uncle Ken did? Not sure. I've never seen The Rainbow, so I don't really know. It's the pe- It's the prequel to Men in Love. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, the author did uh, Men in Love, Women in Love. Well, it's actually yeah. Women in Love, isn't it? Women in Love. Yeah, Women in Love, then Men in Love, and uh, The Rainbow. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't seen Salome's Last Dance, that one oh is my God. insane. I love Salome's Last Dance. Top three for me of, of, of his works. Yeah, did a show the with Adam, way, not, Yeah, tell us the plot Adam of it, Well, basically, it's um, it, it's um, Oscar Wilde putting on a play of Salome and, and, and the Dance of the Seven Veils and killing John the Baptist and all that, but it's all done as a play within a play within a play. Um, and it's just fantastic. Glenda Jackson's in that. 
fantastic film. And top three for me of, of, uh, of Russell's work. I did a show with Adam about six months ago, nine months ago, and um, we listed what our favorites was. And I watched that for that particular episode uh, as research, and I just was like enthralled by it. I love Salome's last dance. What's funny is uh, I, who was it? Greenway's the baby in Macon, right? It's sort of it's sort of a copy of Russell's Salome's last yeah. dance. It's certainly in structure, in structure it is not not in content, but in structure. Mm-hmm. And Gothic, if you haven't seen it. Is about the night where Frankenstein was created. Mary Shelley and Lord Byron. And, no, um, Shelley, Lord Percy, Lord Byron. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a, it's a good film. I don't think it's uh, top-notch uh, uh, Russell, but I have also haven't seen it in 20 years. So I have to revisit before making a a real uh, decision on it. And horror is one you need to see because that's Ken Russell's fuck you to pretty woman. There's mm-hmm. no if, ands, or buts. It's a fuck you. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Pardon me, but I, I mean, it's a nasty, that. mean, grungy film. He's like everything that he, that pretty woman should show him. Because he said he was walking in a mall with his wife at the time, Teresa Russell, and this little kid walked walked up to her to her mother and said, "I want to be pretty woman for Halloween." No, you don't. Yeah, and Ken Russell is just horrified. Then he watched the movie, then he got pissed off. Good. Yeah, the quote my dear Tracy, when she compares it to bad movies, she said, she usually says, well, at least it ain't pretty woman. True. And I remember the controversy when it came out, just because of the title. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it? Didn't they like black it out and put another title? Yeah, in? there's uh, three video type covers. There's the black out, W asterisk H, uh, W H asterisk R E, and my favorite, which is if you can't say it, just see it. Nope. Good old People Ken. are scared of the truth. <laughs> yep. So, I wanted to ask, um, just uh, how was you know we're talking about the stuff and we really haven't mentioned Christmas. How was your Christmas, man? Oh, it was good. Uh, Tracy got me. Uh, a read a version, a re-recorded version of T T for the Tillerman that Cat Stevens did. 
It comes with a beautiful booklet and everything. Okay. And I got uh, two pairs of shoes. <laughs> and Tracy also got me the book version of The Dance of Reality by Joe Dorsky. Which you gotta fucking love. I mean, I know. Oh, you know it goes into two hundred percent more detail than the movies did. Good. It talks about and shows pictures of his grandmother. It has more of his overt stuff with his dad being a fascist. Wow. Sounds great, man. It is. And you got me something where they didn't advertise that it was 4K only, but since I got the extra money coming, I'm going to get a 4K player, and that is Arrow's version of the Warriors. Well, what makes it so special? Because this is the first time uh, the theatrical cut has been out and in a good print since God only knows. Heck, I've got the DVD with the theatrical cut and it's grainy as shit. Yep. No extras or anything. But there's a lot of extras on 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 this this particular set. Yeah, it's got stickers of uh, all of the gang members, uh, uh, a booklet with interviews with uh, Walter Hill, a fold-out fold-out replica of the original movie poster. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Walter Hill will be nice about him not getting along with the actor who played Fox. And that's why he killed him in that one scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll talk about people who died this year, but that's going to be a tall show because so many of our heroes died this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. All I can say is a hint for a good triple feature to watch to prepare for the RIP show. Watch uh, uh, Shaft. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And uh, what would you put as the third? Well, I tell you what. Since he just passed away, we could always get uh, uh, add uh, get to know your rabbit. Uh, Maybe not. <laughs> oh like yeah, film. get to know your rabbit. Yeah, yeah, that one counts. Having some others, I keep getting mm-hmm. that mixed up with the vile, disgusting rabbit test. No, no, no. It's not. It's not rabbit test. It's Bad the Palma and Tommy, Tommy Bad Smothers. Bad. Mm-hmm. Bad and what's funny is those of us in the know know Tommy Smothers' real place in comic history 
more than if you just watch the show or any of his gimmicks post-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get into that because I, I'm actually thinking of doing doing the whole show on him. Uh, yeah, because that boy deserves to be in the Comic Hall of Fame. Uh, and he is. Comic Hall of Fame. Like what? What they what they did in the sixties and the stances they took, they were as brave as someone like Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Seriously. And with Tommy that was behind all that, not Dick. That was Tommy. Yeah. And we'll 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 talk about that when we do the show. We don't need to do it now. It's a nice little uh um carrot for people to join us for the next show yeah and with that good night hope y'all have a happy new year before we meet again in 2004 2024 by the way Mm -hmm. 2024 yeah well excuse me mr grandma (laughs) that's not grammar that's time machine shit we can't go back to 2004 yeah, and my three most anti- two two most anticipated things last year, next year is one, finally Kino Lorber is putting out a Blu-ray of Friedkin's Rampage. I just saw that. That's awesome. And of course, Furiosa, a Mad Max tale. Oh, I'm looking forward to that big time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for supporting us. And uh... by the way, uh, before we go, I just want to say on TV and Legion on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, which is New Year's Eve. Uh, we are going to have. A show and basically like uh, it's a music show and Stephen, myself, uh, Rachel, uh, and Vicky are all going to pick songs, basically like this year sucks songs, and hopefully next year isn't as bad. So we're going to be doing that at eight o'clock. My songs are more melancholy than uh, yours so far. Yeah, definitely. Definitely mine are more pointed. But that's the whole thing. We're different people. So we'll have different takes on it. And we're going to do it all in one take. So someone's going to do the four songs. Someone else is going to do four songs, and we're going to do it that way. Or we might split yeah. it up two and two. We'll have to see. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to do that on Deviant Legion, on Block Talk Radio, on Sunday, uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time. And i got to keep reminding myself I'm now in Central Time. So there you go. Yeah. With that, adios, good night. Avida Zane, and thank you for listening. And, yes, I'm back for as long as I let me, as long as my body will let me. And we're very glad you're back, my friend. I'm very, very happy about that. Be good. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year's. Good night. Good night.